Stu Does America. Ah, it's primary season. You might disagree with one of your neighbors, but you can all agree on this. Anyone but Biden 2024. The merch line is available at stewdoesmerch.com. Use the code STU10. You'll save 10%. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video right this very moment. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Do all the things. We'd appreciate it. Buck Wise is going to be here to talk about the latest in AI. We have another celebrity suffering the consequences for daring to vocally support Donald Trump. You can't do that. But we start by doing the left's big, beautiful wall. What, what is happening in our country? I, I can't keep track of the lines anymore. Let's go through this story. It's bizarre. If you haven't been following what's going on on the border, let me just give you a little picture. Ah, yes. Look at that. Thousands and thousands of people just streaming to the border to cross. Wonderful. What a, what a wonderful job we're doing. I mean, look at this video. If, if I told you that was people fleeing Ukraine to run into Poland, the only difference would be that, it, you know, in Poland, it was a little more organized. I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. It's a ridiculous time that we live in. And the fact that that is not alerting the people in Washington to do something, it was really a problem. I mean, it was hard to even believe, even when Democrats would bring it up. Uh, the, the left didn't seem to uh, want to do anything, the White House in particular. Did something change today? Well, I mean, he has had a lot of pressure on him, you know, Joe Biden. Uh, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker has called on Biden to step up action on the migrant crisis. He says, unfortunately, the welcome and aid Illinois have been, has been providing to these asylum seekers has not been matched with support by the federal government, Pritzker wrote. Most critically, the federal government's lack of intervention and coordination at the border has created an untenable situation for Illinois. Hmm. Of course, by the way, the answer to the problem created by the government is always more government. That's one thing that the left is consistent on. Uh, Kathy Hochul says the border is too open. And here she is blabbing on about what usually when she says stuff like this, she usually mentions the Statue of Liberty. Let's see. Well, we want them to have a limit on who can come across the border. It is too open right now. Uh, people coming from all over the world are finding their way through, simply saying they need asylum. And the majority of them seem to be ending up in the streets of New York. And that is a real problem for New York City. 125,000 newly arrived individuals. And we are being taxed. Now, we are always so proud of the fact that New York has the Statue of Liberty in our harbor. We, we are one of the most diverse places on earth because of our welcoming nature and our, it's in our DNA to welcome immigrants. But there has to be some limits in place and Congress has to put more controls at the border and not in this budget threat, shutdown right. threat. Talk about eliminating positions for border patrol when we actually need to double or quadruple those numbers. There you go. Uh, there she is railing on. But again, somewhat critical of the administration saying we're not doing enough on the border. Who are these people? Certainly that's not the same person who said this in 2021. As you know, the Statue of Liberty is inscribed. Oh. It says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled young masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse to a teeming shore. And that statement encapsulizes our values. Oh, okay. We want people to come here, oh. despite where they came from or d despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this, and to this state. We see, say you are welcome here. You so are our welcome message here. to the world is, 
send us your people, send us those who need the uh, the cloak of comfort that we the can demonstrate as New Yorkers with big hearts and open arms, and we'll provide a safe haven. Good, good. The cloak of comfort. Could there be anything more hacky than the cloak of comfort? I will say this. She doesn't know much about immigration, but she does know where the Statue of Liberty is. Very, very important. New York's Eric Adams, he's also blabbing on about this. The White House is wrong on the migrant asylum issue. He's actually in the midst of flying to Mexico to talk to leaders in Mexico to try to figure out how to keep people out of his city. God, the desperation of these people. Do they also hate brown people just like us evil conservatives? It seems like it. Really, really scary. Now, what do you do in this situation? You have this criticism coming from the left. You have all the criticism coming from the right. People are noticing this. You're, you're, no one is approving for what you're doing on the border. So what do you do? Build that wall. Yes, Mayorkas has cited immediate need to waive regulations and build a border wall in Texas as immigration surges. Here's the quote. There is presently an acute an immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries in the United States in the project areas pursuant to sections 102A and 102B of the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996, Mayorkas said, without noting, by the way, his name sounds like a brand of Greek yogurt. He never mentions that. I mean, if you went into uh, the fridge right now and saw a, a little cup of Mayorkas Zero, you're telling me you would even know the difference? No. But he doesn't even talk about that. Mayorko says that he is using his authority provided by Congress to waive 26 federal laws, including the Clean Air Act, the Safe Drinking Water Act and the Endangered Species Act. How many times have us conservatives had to deal with you don't want clean air and clean water? Why not? Well, now I guess uh, they've actually waived sections of the Clean uh, Air Act and the Safe Drinking Water Act, and they're going to get none of this criticism, right? Now, you might think, and I think this is an appropriate thought, hey, maybe the pressure from the left, because obviously they don't care about the people and they don't care about the, the, the politicians on the right, but maybe their buddies on the left being critical of them has actually moved them into making some sort of move to improve this situation. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Donald Trump doesn't think so. And like, you know, look, Donald Trump takes victory laps no matter what happens. We all know that. But this one is especially deserved. He says, so interesting to watch crooked Joe Biden break every environmental law in the book to prove that I was right when I built 560 miles. They incorrectly state 450 in the story a brand new, beautiful border wall. As I've stated often over thousands, over thousands of years, there are only two things that have consistently worked. Wheels and walls. Wheels and walls. Will Joe Biden apologize to me in America for taking so long to get moving and allowing our country to be flooded with 15 million illegal immigrants? It says illegals immigrants from places unknown. I will await his apology. I would not wait that long for this, but this is a legitimate criticism of Joe Biden, who did what you just saw Kathy Hochul do, right? What also Eric Adams did, which also J.B. Pritzker did. They said they were sanctuary states or cities. They said, come here, you're welcome. Statue of Liberty, it's right there, Statue of Liberty. Did you know the Statue of Liberty was in New York? I bet you didn't know that until you talked to Kathy Hochul. Um, said all these things, and now when there's a problem, they've completely reversed themselves. Here is uh, Bill Malugan talking about Biden while running for president in 2020. He said, quote, there will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. Biden's DHS now, quote, 
there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical, physical barriers as they look to expedite building approximately 20 miles of new wall in South uh, Texas. Now, again, maybe you think Biden's come, along, or come around, right? Like, okay, he's, his eyes are open a little bit. He's actually noticing that this stuff is going on. He's trying to react to it. And this doesn't make him right on all these issues, but at least he's not completely incoherent or ignoring the problem. But you, of course, would be wrong if you believe that. And Joe Biden tried to back out of his support of doing this uh, today. Uh, and I don't know if you're going to be able to understand this. He's mumbling a lot, but let me at least play it for you. One question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Mm, he can't stop that. Now, of course, he also can't forgive hundreds of billions of dollars in student loans. That never stopped him until it got all the way to the Supreme Court. And now he's still doing it again. So at no point has there been a time in which Joe Biden cared about what he was actually allowed to do or not. We should note that. But this is basically what he mumbled himself through. The construction is funded by the fiscal year 2019 DHS appropriations bill, which specifically funded wall projects in the RGV sector in which DHS is required to use for its appropriated purpose. So you make sure this is the one thing you should make sure you don't do with the information that I'm giving you today. Give Joe Biden any credit because you might be fooled into thinking, wow, he's finally woken up and he's doing something good for the country. No, no, he's being forced into it by his own words. So just so you know, if you thought the streak was going to be broken here of him doing terrible things to you and nothing beneficial for you for, you know, years and years and years on end, don't worry. Streak still continuing. He's the Joe DiMaggio of failure. Congratulations, Joe Biden. Uh, majority of Americans have noticed this. They disapprove of Biden's handling of immigration and the economy. This is according to Gallup. Less than a third approve of his job on immigration and relations with China at 31 and 32 percent, respectively. These are not the things you want people thinking about you when you're running for reelection. This is bad. You might say, hey, if Joe Biden was doing a really good job right now, it would be worthwhile rethinking putting him back in the Oval Office, considering his age and the way he blabbers his way through uh, what seem like English sentences, but don't ever seem to amount to them. Um, and that would be a, a legitimate criticism here, right? But it's important to note that he's doing this with approval ratings in the 30s on a lot of major issues. There's another poll that came out. This is from Iowa, a Marquette issues poll. Let me just give you these numbers. These are numbers that make you drop out of a race. That's what they are. Uh, the economy. Uh, who is going to, uh, who's better on the economy, Trump or Biden? Trump, 52 to 28, a 24 point lead. How about border security? Trump, 52, Biden, 28, a 24 point lead for Trump. Inflation, Trump, 50, Biden, 27, a 23 point lead for Trump. Creating jobs, Trump, 49, Biden, 30, a 19 point lead for Trump. Foreign relations. This is supposed to be Joe Biden's expertise. 43-38 Trump, a five-point lead for Trump. Medicare and the SSA, well, a two-point lead for Biden. That's it. On that issue, this is a Democratic issue they've owned for generations. Abortion policy, Biden 43, Trump 34, a nine-point lead for Trump. This is why they're talking about abortion all the time. And, of course, climate change, he does have a big lead. 44 to 24, a 20-point lead. But, look, 
the, the things where Biden leads are way down the, the, on the priority list. As you know, as a person who is very pro-life, I would like abortion to be higher on the priority list for every American. It's not. It's towards the bottom of the priorities. Below that is climate change by a significant margin. Those are the only two things really that he's winning. I mean, Medicare is there as well. The funny part about the Medicare thing is it's an issue that Trump is basically a Democrat on. I mean, he won't even talk about reforming these systems to make them not destroy our debt. He doesn't care. He promises they'll stay the same. He said it over and over and over again. So that's not even an issue there's any separation policy-wise on. It's a fascinating thing. And if you're walking into this election and you're Joe Biden, you're already weak. You already obviously have major issues with your family and your health and all these things going on. And then you look at these polls time after time after time after time, you're behind the guy you're telling everyone is Hitler. Like, does that make you rethink what you're doing at all? Does it make you think maybe I should try something, anything different? It would certainly make me pause and think, oh, I don't know, am I doing the right thing? These people don't seem to like it all that much. And they're certainly not going to put me back in the White House if I continue performing like that. That, of course, is unless this election becomes about something else, something other than Joe Biden. If this election is about Joe Biden, Joe Biden will lose. The only way he can win this election is if he makes it about something else, somebody with a bigger personality, whether it's Trump or maybe they can do this to a DeSantis if he somehow wins or whoever else. They're going to have to make it about everything other than his presidency or he is toast. They know it. You know it. I know it. It's the truth. And they are going to do everything they can to avoid that truth. You know, if uh, Buck Wise coming up here in just a couple of minutes talking about entrepreneurship, it's such an important thing. And it's such an American thing. You know, it's something that should inspire you to, to change your life and, and, and make something different of the way that you go about things. Grip6 is a company that, that kind of went through this process already. They started out a small company in Utah, and they started building and building and building, and they started selling all over the world, but they said, hey, we can do this cheaper. Uh, we can do this without, I was watching the movie uh, Blackberry the other day about the uh, Blackberry phone, and they resisted for a very long time taking their production out of North America, decided to ship it to China. And they wound up screwing with the quality. And that was one of the reasons why the company fell apart. Also, they kept putting the keyboards on there, which people apparently didn't want. Um, but Grip6.com is a company that has been doing this for a long time. The quality's high. You're going to love their stuff. Wallets, belts, socks, great stuff from great people. That's what we want, right? We always complain about the opposite. Grip6 is doing it the right way. Grip6.com slash stew. Use the code stew. Save 15%. It's grip the number six dot com slash stew grip six dot com slash stew get 15 percent off today with grip six we are at a tipping point in america with 400,000 children in the u.s foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family christians must step up this is jack graham senior pastor at prestonwood baptist church inviting you to chosen a summit addressing these urgent needs on saturday april 13th Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at Prestonwood.org chosen.
I'm happy to bring in Buck Wise. He's an entrepreneur and CEO of Closing Day Agency. Buck, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. I appreciate it. Finally, yes. I'm on Stu Does America. Uh, you've made it. Uh, this is how it happens. <laughs> Call my agent. Give uh, him a raise. <laughs> it's amazing because I was thinking about you because I, I, I know you're in town for this big event. I want to talk about this here yes. in a second. It's really cool. Um, but I watch your stuff on social media. And when I watch your stuff on social media, I feel like I can do anything. I feel like a superhero. Really? Right, yeah. Like I feel like I can like be the best salesperson in America and yes. work out 12 times a day <laughs> and become president. Uh, you have that effect on people. It works. It, 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 and you do. It's really inspiring, I think. Thank you, man. Um, but what's interesting, and I was thinking about this in the context of the country, okay. right? I feel like the country needs that pep talk right now, mm, right? Mm. Like it, we look at this economy and I feel like people are beat, beat down by it. Yes. They feel like they can't succeed. They Everyone around them yes. is a victim. Yes. That, that, sort of, uh, that sort of feeling is, I feel like it's everywhere. It's, it's yeah. depressing. Well, it's the type of leadership that creates that sentiment because if you think about it, some are fear-based leaders. Mm. Others are magnetizing. If you look at like a John Maxwell law of magnetism, mm. you're trying to attract people through inspiration and motivation. And that's really kind of the, that's the strategy that I take with my content or the way I build an agency or the way I work with people or build a business is I want to attract and inspire high performers and that weeds the non-performers out. And so, you know, I could see where some politicians use fear yeah. as a way to control. And I definitely don't do that and don't subscribe to it. How can you hire people in today's business world? Because I feel like every other story that I read is a story about someone who's complaining about where they work because they have to work like you know, four hours a day and that's too much for them. Yeah. Uh, th there's a culture thing going on here in the country that I, I think is really deep and is a problem for our future. Yeah, let me be raw and cut straight to the point. Most leaders are really bad at self-awareness and understanding that they can't attract and retain good employees because they're crappy leaders. And so I feel like my ability to bring in top talent into my organization is weeding through a qualifying process of people who are goal-oriented, people who are focused on a future, and people who want more in life. I have three questions that I can easily ask anybody in an interview process, and I know whether or not in the first five minutes they should move through to the next step or not. Uh, what, can you Question number yeah. one, what are your goals in the next three years? Mm. I don't know, I haven't really thought about it. Right. You're out. You're out, you're, you're done. done. Yeah, if you're not thinking about where you wanna go, and by the way, it doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be a perfect plan. Mm. I don't suspect that anybody that comes into the organization already has the plan. If they did, they wouldn't work for me. Mm. They'd be out doing it themselves if they knew how to do it. I'm just looking for somebody that is motivated to do more. Yeah. And if they are, I can give them the vehicle through our marketing agency to grow and build career development and become a better person. Yeah. And so that's like the first question is easily, what is it that you want to do in life? Even give me a six-month plan. Give me something. You'd be surprised. <laughs> the amount of people, I don't know, man. It's just, if they go straight to money, if they're just looking for money, yeah. they're transactional in nature, and I'm a relationship guy. I'm looking for long-term, let's build something right. together. Um, you have a, you come from a radio background, yeah. right? As, as do I. And That's like, right. I feel like there's a psycho, there's a level of psychosis yeah. in the radio industry True. that serves us well today. Yeah. Um, because... To get into that industry, yeah. you had no other choice but to show up 
80 hours a week yes. for five years and yes. make $4 an hour or less. Slept on the couch, ran Casey Kasem, yeah. washed the station van, yeah. passed out the copper tone down in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. I was like doing the promo work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had to grind it out. And by the way, that was just so you could be on the air for the first time when you're 20 years old mm -hmm. at 2 o'clock in the morning when nobody was listening, <laughs> right? And it's that was so like, all you wanted to do was crack that mic. Yeah, yeah. and, and that, that feeling of like, you, you wind up busting your ass for so long for nothing. Yeah. I mean, and it's funny because you go in there, so many people would go in there and you'd see it later on as I'm yeah. sure you did with interns that would come in. Half of them were just like, I want concert tickets and I want to be on the, why am I not on the radio yet? That's right. And it's like, you could tell the difference between those people and the people yes. who really wanted it. The people who would come there and they were like, I will do anything yes. to make this happen. I would say the other differentiator between those two types of people, it's funny because I can think now of people who were like, you almost call them quasi groupie. Like they were just like, how do I get a concert ticket? Yeah, yeah. Versus the inquisitive ones that said, there's this editing software called Spectral and how do you use it and dive mm -hmm. in or the Vox Pro or whatever it was that you were using at the time. Like the one that sat there after you were off the air and started to study the voice software or yeah. you know how to put a cart or a CD or whatever it was at the time like how do you load it or clean it the right way like those were the people that were truly artistic and looking for a craft and building something yeah I think that was the difference yeah because um, there was that there's that period I came up right in that transition of yeah. like oh, kind of the old school into the digital. I, I think I was too. Yeah. I ran Casey, I think, on a record or a reel to reel. Reel to reel, right? Reel yeah, to reel. You had to splice the reel. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, no, you know who told me, uh, taught me how to splice a reel was the one, the only Glenn Beck. This no is, way. In, in my first job as an intern. Master reel cutter. He was actually <laughs> legit. People think he has absolutely no technical competence today, but back then yeah, he back was actually then. really good. He could still cut a reel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but one of the first things I kind of did was I was already doing some stuff on the computer and he wasn't yet. And so I was like, why are we doing it like this yes. when we can do it like this? Yes. Which brings me to AI. Yeah. Because I, this stuff is all happening. It's happening really fast. It is. And I have, I'm totally of, of split mind on this. Like okay. when I use it, I okay. see the benefit of it. Mm -hmm. I can see that it's going to be really beneficial and kind of save so much time. And I hear a caution coming. So much <laughs> Where's the caution? However, aliens are going to, these robots are going yeah. to rise up. Now, I, <laughs> there is a part of me that sees, that, that, that does see danger in yeah. some of it, right? Yes. Like where, I don't know, we can get so dependent on it. Yes. Uh, that it, that it winds up. Um, I don't know, hurting us in, in, a, in a multitude of ways. Sure. But I don't want to be the guy yeah. who's like, no, real to real is better. I understand. How should I be thinking about I this? I understand the position. First of all, if you're in business, you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you better embrace it. You mm -hmm. better get on it because 84 million, 84 million jobs are going to be displaced by AI. And so if you're not one of the ones that are using it and learning how to leverage it, you are going to be beat out by the competitor that is using it. Right. So that would be the first thing is like, it's coming, we can't stop it. So understand the benefits and the cautions of like, well, how do you use it and why would you not want to use it? You know, the, uh, all, it doesn't matter what side of the fence an, uh, an economist sits, they're all projecting that over 90 million jobs will be created from AI. So for the naysayers, the question is, is your, half, is your glass half full or half empty? Because if it's half full, you're gonna see millions of jobs created. But I think for me, if you were to say, okay, so we, I think this isn't a dissertation on how great AI is. I think right. we all know the benefits of why it's great and how it, it, it helps save time and scale effort um, in so many different occupations and verticals and spaces. But the biggest caution is, just like Facebook, who owns it? and who controls it. Mm. And it's, it's interesting because it's crowdsourced to some degree. 
But right now, that crowdsource comes from developers that lean a little bit left. Yeah. And so the answers, yeah. uh -huh. as we've all seen, can lean a little bit left. So what I always say is, whether it's political or not, it could be a data point, like my wife's in real estate and she uses it to give uh, specific legal advice to clients about investment properties in Arizona and why you should have a fence around a pool or not. Mm -hmm. You still need to fact check the data. Yeah, yeah. It isn't 100% correct. Right. Um, it's close, but you, sh you should still do the due diligence on whatever you're taking from it because it's, and they'll even give you that warning. That would be the biggest caution. What are the, some of the ways that you use it on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, so there's different ways we could splice it up, but I'd say creatively, mm -hmm. number one, if you can build out profiles, so you teach it. First rule is the more you give it, the better you get back. So people that come in and ask one sentence and go, it doesn't work, it's yeah. because you're not giving it enough. Right. So I build out extremely robust profiles for all of our clients. And once they know exactly who the client is, what's the, the brand persona, the differentiator, what's you know, the persona target, like who's the consumer, and what's the voice and the tone of the brand, after you build those out, you can come back to it anytime and say, hey, you are my marketing expert, you know everything about my client, now do me a favor, I need you to write three Facebook ads, two TikTok ads, and I want you to put them under 60 seconds with a sentiment of urgency because we have less than three days to do this. And I want you to put it all into a bulleted format. So like an average, let's say copywriter mm -hmm. that I would hire to do that is going to take half a day to do that. Yeah. It's gonna do it in seconds. So I'm saving time. Now, people will say, oh, it's gonna replace all copywriters. It doesn't. It replaces the ones that don't understand how to use AI. Because I still need one copywriter, I need one human to manage the copy that's coming from AI, to input the right data because they're a great copywriter, they understand the strategy of copywriting, mm -hmm. and I need them to, I, we never take AI at full value, back to my point, you have to always tweak what it gives you. So I need a copywriter to tweak that, but I want a copywriter that understands and embraces AI, because that copywriter is better than three crappy copywriters. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's like one creative element. The other is strategy. We use it, like right now there's, uh, there's a, a, new, a new client of ours that's launching some, some brick and mortar facilities. It's gonna be a franchise deal and we're able to kinda survey data about the marketplace, survey the competitor information and build out these really robust uh, blueprints essentially mm -hmm. that normally it would just take us so much more time to go fact find and, and research all this information. And, puts it in a very organized fashion for us. It's really amazing, and I, I was, I kind of thought it was gonna go the other way where there's always those rumors of like, okay, every factory job is gonna go away because yes. of robots, right? Yes. And that's was, it's really gone toward the creative first. I'll tell you what's interesting, what gets me excited about AI, mm -hmm. and if you're looking at the future of like, where is it going? Is it gonna take over and destroy the world? Right. Maybe. Maybe, I don't yeah, know. sure. Okay, uh, we're 50, here 50, for 50, it. No, we do. But, but here's where I'm excited about it. Right now, it's fragmented, like anything new. It's in mm -hmm. pieces, and every, we know this, it's a multi-billion dollar space today. It's already, billions of dollars are being exchanged in the AI space. People building, investing, hiring. There's now chief AI officers. There's a CAI. CAI. There's CAIs Jeez. inside corporations already. So what we know is it's fragmented. That copywriting aspect, what platform do you use? I use ChatGPT or Bard or some input, text input. Mm -hmm. But wait, isn't there an AI platform where it can duplicate my face and make it look like me, and yeah. then it can talk, and then there's another platform that can simulate voice, yeah. right? But they're all different. So imagine the day where I can say, I wanna do a 30 second TikTok ad, write it for me, make the video of me and my coworker, 
and my, you know, and yeah. makes do do a promo for television for the new ad, mm -hmm. and I want you to export it at 1080p, and I want you to publish it to three social platforms at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. That is when the fragmentation of AI becomes the machine, and the race for organizations is who's going to build the ultimate hub first mm, with all the tech. It's going to be a fascinating thing to watch. Yeah. Do you have a few more minutes to hang out? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, because you got this big event going on in Dallas. I want to talk about that let's here do in, it. in just a second. We'll be back with more with Buck Wise in a second. Buying or selling a home can be lots of fun and a wonderful experience, or it can be a disaster. Uh, it really depends on who your real estate agent is, and you need to find the best one in your area. How do you do that? Well, I mean, the old school way was like you just go to the website, and I don't know, whatever name was below the house you were looking at, maybe you clicked on it. Maybe you went by a bench, and you saw a picture, like a homeless person gets up, and there's a picture kind of behind it. Oh, I want that real estate agent. That might be the way you want to do things. We also have realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company Glenn started years ago uh, to help sort through uh, who the best agent in your town might be, whether it's by performance and, and all the different factors. You want to have someone that you can trust, someone who knows uh, the market, and someone who could do a great job for you. The name kind of says it all. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a free service to you. Check it out now, realestateagentsitrust.com. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. We're back with Buck Wise, entrepreneur, CEO of Closing Day Agency, and you put together a really amazing event. This is happening in Dallas tomorrow. It's huge. Uh, it is huge. It's at the Omni Dallas Hotel, uh, Success Unleashed Dallas. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about this event. Stu, doesn't the name just say it all? It does. It's time to unleash your success. Yes. Again, you're, you, you tell me yeah. that I can do anything. You really I'm, can. I'm here for it. I'm, I'm here because I do believe, Stu, that you and anybody else can do whatever they want. And who else would you have in an event? like this than Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm. So Gary's going to hit the stage. Uh, explain, because in case people don't know, yeah. this, you know we, we more normally do politics here. They might not sure, be familiar sure. with these names. Walk people through them. Yeah, so, so um, you know, this event is specifically for the entrepreneurial spirit. doesn't mean that you have to own a business, but a mm. lot of business owners will be there. A lot of contractors will be there. Or employees that are aspiring business owners. You know, I, I believe in the American dream. I believe that everybody should find that passion, the thing that makes them happy and build it. But, you know, I think, you know, 90% of the people that are going to do it don't have the courage to. Mm -hmm. So these events are great for yeah. people to get technical skills from people who've already created massive success in their life to say, hey, if I could just take two things at this moment, three things from a speaker that I hear, would that help me get a catapult, speed up time, and create more success faster? Mm -hmm. That's really why these events are great. Plus, you get to network with other like-minded people and create momentum in a network of people that are doing kind of the same thing. Yeah. Always looking for people to help you grow. Yeah. So Gary Vaynerchuk, I mean, just a legend on social media. Mm -hmm. He was the one that really started the whole YouTube craze and building out vlogs. And you know, uh, he started multiple, multiple businesses. I remember when he started VaynerMedia, his first advertising agency. I competed against him. I was at WPP. We had a Starbucks account. I remember he started this. It was this YouTube guy, Gary Vee. He was doing Wine Library, yeah. right? And he started this agency because he was an influencer. He competed on the RFP against Starbucks on this request for proposal from Starbucks. And we were like, what is this influencer competing against us on this Starbucks? He won. Mm. He won the account. 
And that was really it for him. He started building businesses, helping brands. I mean, Super Bowl ads come from VaynerMedia now. Yeah. Um, and you know, he's just a, he's just got multiple entities, massive success. He's hitting the stage to talk about. You know, he has a new book now, and he talks a lot about leadership. He's kind of seasoned now. He's less video and more focused on empathy and leadership and the way to sure. to guide and build and things like that. So That's great. He'll be there. Yeah. Who else is going to be there? Jesse Itzler, mm-hmm. which uh, if you don't know, Sarah Blakely is his wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always lead with that because yeah. she's very popular. Yeah. yeah. Bill Billionaire, yeah, yeah. Spanks, yeah, sure. You know, but mm-hmm. um, he's also uh, successful in his own right. Uh, many of you, if you're Stu and I, back in our radio days, yeah. he was an MTV guy. Mm. He he had his own. He was a rapper. He represented a lot of r- famous rappers, um, and then he he started a jet company, NetJets, I think it was, yeah, yeah. and sold it to Warren Buffett. He started a coconut water uh, <laughs> uh, company and sold it to Coca-Cola. Linked up with. Uh, Matt Damon, I think it was, and sold sold this coconut watch. Jeez. I mean, just he's had five major exits. So, I mean, if you had forty five minutes to watch Jesse Itzler talk on stage about how he created success, and you were trying to create your own business or your own entity, yeah. like, why would you not want to learn from somebody like that? It's incredible, and there's a ton of names here. It's going to be a really uh, great an, uh, yes. event. Successunleashed.com. It is not too late to get tickets. Oh, nice. Yeah, you got to get involved with this if yes. you're in the Dallas area. Um, my wife has been wanting to start a small business. You know Lisa. She, I love Lisa. You know Lisa yeah, from back yeah. in the day. And I remember she was on this show with the little puppy right when <laughs> you got the puppy. Yes, I yes. a little dog, yes. <laughs> um, and it's, it's been amazing to watch her go through this process because, you know, she, she was a big radio personality. She yeah. had a you know, national radio show yeah. and, you know, decided to change things up for a while. And it's been lately looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. And she, she wants to start. She's starting the small business yep. uh, in, in, you know, in our area. Can you say what it is? Um, it's unbelievable. You can check it out. It's a, t- it's, a sp- it's a spray tan. For a spray tan. Yes. Yeah. She's been going nuts with the spray tan. <laughs> you know her. Yeah. My God. Yeah. I mean, it's very much within her character, if you know yes. my wife, Lisa. Lisa Page made me do it on Instagram. Make sure yes, to check her out of there. Of course. Um, but uh, she uh, is, she's starting this out, and it's, it's just fascinating to watch her light up Right, like that's spirit, it's purpose, and it's mm-hmm. it's that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. It's such an American quality. Like I think about these other countries that ha- that are you know ruled by systems that are not Oof. capitalism, yes, uh, you know communism and fascism and monarchies and all these things, and that that doesn't exist there. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it was created largely, at least in in real terms, here in America, and yeah. you know the, I I. I Keep thinking to myself, look, it's still here. Mm-hmm. It's still here. Mm-hmm. It still burns. And it's in, not in too people. late. No, it's not. Everybody says, well, I'm not 25 anymore. Yeah. I can't start. There was a story this morning, a man who was trying to start five or ten different businesses over a course of his life, never really cashed out or exited anything big. Yeah. But then he just discarded everything, and he started building his own egg company. He was building eggs. Anyway, he just cashed out for like half a billion dollars. And <laughs> it was because he put his, and he's in his like late 60s. Yeah. He put his passion into the one thing that he really cared about. And what was it, eggs? Eggs, like organic eggs. Really? Yeah. That's, see, that's Made the way to billions. Do. Uh, did you ever, do you listen to the podcast, um, How I Built That? Yes. I mean, it's great. Great podcast. Great podcast. Yeah. What's fascinating about that is what you just said. How many of the people aren't, they're not stories about I was 21 and I was in college and I, and I did that. Like there's plenty of those stories too, mm-hmm. right? Especially in the tech world. Yeah. Uh, but there's also a lot of stories of people. I was a mom yeah. and I didn't know what to do with myself. Yes. And I decided to start this thing and it turned into, you know, so some true. massive gym uh, franchise that's everywhere in America. That's it. This really is something that can happen at any time in your life. Problem solvers create wealth. Problem solvers. Mm. They find an issue and they come up with a solution that nobody else has had before. So money follows the attention 
and it follows problem solvers. So think about it. What is a problem, and has anybody found a solution? If not, be that person. The more people, like me, I own a marketing agency. By the way, don't start a marketing agency. <laughs> Horrible. There's millions of people that say they know marketing. Yeah. So it's, it's a very saturated market. Sure. Right? It's very competitive. But if, you know, if spray tanning has this space where mm-hmm. nobody's attacking it a certain way, mm-hmm. that's how you scale a business quickly. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's cool, and it's, it, what it does for the people involved in it is so impressive, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it changes their perspective. It changes the way they look at life. It really does. I think it gives a little dose of optimism. And, and like, look, I, I'm guilty of this. We do this show every day. Yeah. I do whine about problems constantly on this yeah. show, and I think it's important. Like, you yeah. have to make sure you're addressing the, the real problems that do exist here. But I do, at times, think we lose sight of how good things are. I mean, yeah. you, you look at, you know, you go back 20, 30 years, there was you know, another billion people in extreme poverty that mm-hmm. are now out of it. Like, mm-hmm. we have come so far in a really short period of time. I mean, there's miracles all around us, and I feel like we don't notice it all Well, at you all. know what's interesting? Go back to the very first point that you made as we kind of opened up this show is there's so many people with a scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. and the number one reason people don't create success in their life is because of themselves. And they just continue to make excuses wherever it is, wherever they are, whatever they've been through. There's so many success stories of people who had no parents, who, you know, who had no money, who never had funding, who didn't know famous rich people, but they still were able to do it. And I think the difference is they believed in themselves and they never gave up the consistency of continuing. So remember, you can do anything you want, but except uh, start a marketing agency. Don't, Don't do, do that. that. That's anything the one thing. but marketing. <laughs> Don't, Don't do compete. That. We've got enough. We got enough. Buck Wise is an entrepreneur and CEO of Closing Day Agency. Make sure to follow him on social media so that you can feel like you can work out eight That's times right. a day and also be president of the United States. Uh, Buck, uh, this is great. The event Thank is uh, Success Unleashed Dallas 2023. What's the website again? Yeah, it's successunleashed.com. But I tell you what, if you follow me on Instagram, at about Buck, and send me a message, I'll give you a discount code. Oh, we're at about Buck. On Make Instagram. Sure to do that. Can you Get a discount code from I'll give Buck you a himself. Code. Very, very cool. Buck, thanks so much for coming Thank on. Thank you, Stu. As we were just saying, it's important to be optimistic about the future. It's also important to plan for the worst. And if you've been around the last few years, you know the worst is somewhat close to your door at times. We've seen supply chains break up. We've seen... I mean, I remember ordering a freaking couple rolls of toilet paper. They didn't arrive for like six months. And, uh, and well, actually, I should be honest. My wife did it. Okay? My wife did it. It was like $80 toilet paper. I don't know. It was the, everyone was doing crazy things in the pandemic. The bottom line here is if the supply chains do break down, we all think about food. We think about water. We think about all these different things. But we don't always think about medication. And medication is really important. And, you know, a lot of it's produced in China and India. They're not going to send their excess here in, 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 a, in some sort of a catastrophe, catastrophe sort of situation. The Jace case can help you solve this. Jace Medical is a great uh, company. Uh, they uh, work to give you the Jace case, which has a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long dis, uh, list of bacterial illnesses. Everything you might have that you need antibiotics for, this can help. And whether it's you're traveling overseas and you're going to one of these countries with a crazy healthcare system, just be prepared for whatever is next. JaceMedical.com. Enter the code Stu at checkout. Uh, the promo code is Stu. You'll get a discount at JaceMedical.com. J-A-S-E Medical.com. It's the Jace case from Jace Medical. You know, sometimes it feels like every person you elevate and you have this like, great opinion of winds up letting you down in some major way. And, uh, you know, I, I, you come to the point where you think, okay, nothing can surprise me anymore. And then we have this story. Who would have thought 
uh, Sexy Red has released, well, she says unintentionally, <laughs> released a sex tape on her. Now, normally when a sex tape comes out that gets released, it's usually someone else releasing it. But this one popped up on her own Instagram feed, um, which uh, suboptimal, I would say. Um, I would also say that if you don't know who Sexy Red is, she is the, um, she's the author of the song Pound Town. So the sex tape thing I did not see coming at all. Like, I was absolutely not at all. I, I was thinking the total opposite uh, from Sexy Red. But the other thing that actually might surprise you about Sexy Red is apparently she's a Trump supporter, which, again, who freaking knew? Watch. Do you think more people are going to support Trump now in the hood like or Trump. no? Yeah, they support him in the hood. Because at first, I don't think people was fucking with him like they thought he was racist. Saying little shit and you know against women, but once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money, oh baby, we love Trump. We need him back in office. Yeah, that, a little bit of free money goes a long way. We huh? need him back, cause yeah. baby, them <laughs> checks. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, them stimulus checks, Trump. We miss you. That's like whoa, Vicky. She's always talking about Trump. You see her ever? I like Trump. No, I ain't never seen whoa. She's funny. She's I love Trump though. He's funny to me. Like I used to watch his interview, not interviews, like. Him talking to people, he used to be calling people fat. Yeah. <laughs> he just he, wow. he funny. Like So in case you hadn't made your primary decision yet, just remember, uh, if you want a candidate that will um, uh, let black people out of jail, um, will uh, give you uh, free money, um, stimulus checks, and uh, call people fat, there's really only way, one way to go. And so I don't know if that's a Trump ad yet, but I assume it's right around the, <laughs> of the corner. I don't even know if he needs any ads. He's up by a zillion points in every poll. And he just announced $45.5 million in fundraising. Um, that led uh, the pack by a wide margin, tripling uh, second place Ron DeSantis, who brought in $15 million, which is actually not a bad number, $15 million. Um, but he's going to need more if he's going to compete with Donald Trump. Now, this number is uh, maybe artificially high because this is the mugshot quarter. So... When the mugshot thing happened, he had a massive infusion of cash right around that. Um, so, you know, uh, that did help him a lot. And it's funny because everyone was like, oh, well, uh, Donald Trump, once people see the mugshot, they'll know he's really guilty. Uh, the exact opposite happened once again, because that's always what happens. Now, I will not say that people are excited about a Trump-Biden rematch. That does not seem to be the overwhelming opinion. Uh, support for third party now rising to 63%. Now that is not exactly uh, something that make, you know, makes that much of a difference. People don't like to say that they support third parties when they're not happy. That doesn't mean they're going to vote for a third party. They almost never do. I mean, really the only, t probably the perfect circumstance for a third party candidacy was in 2016 when people really didn't like Trump and they really didn't like Hillary, depending on what your view was, give us any other option. And I think Gary Johnson set an all-time record for votes for, liber for the libertarian candidate, um, but not near enough to really be competitive in any state. You had, uh, what was it, McMullen in, uh, in Utah had a, a decent number in Utah. But, you know, the bottom line is we are just, it's ingrained in our society. People want to vote for one of two parties. They generally speaking, don't wind up looking around all that much. Now, look, I, I am a big believer in these people don't get your vote by default. They need to earn your vote. So you can vote for whoever you want to. 
Um, you know, the old uh, Ted Cruz thing, vote, uh, vote your conscience, is actually really good advice. You should. Now, your conscience might very well be, I got to vote for the Republican because we've got to stop the Democrats. And that's totally fine, too. It doesn't mean you have to shake up the, the system every single time you cast a vote. But vote for the person you think would do the job the best. That's what I always think. By the way, you can't vote for Cornell West, at least on the Green Party ticket. He's now left the Green Party, and now he will run for president as an independent. This is a little strange because with the Green Party comes a couple dozen states of access. You don't have to do the work to get on the ballot in a couple dozen states. So you'd think you want to keep that. Uh, he decided not to. And finally, um, Biden's dog, Commander has been biting people like crazy, and now there's been more incidents than previously reported, and now he's been ejected uh, from the White House. He's been deported uh, from the White House. I will say, you want to solve the border problem, stick Commander down there. Okay, apparently, this dog is terrifying. Just have him roaming the border back and forth, and the border situation is completely solved. In my hand, I hold the latest on the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey situation, but unfortunately we're out of time, so I'm never going to talk about it. Uh, don't miss uh, Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew if you'd like to join us, and I will tell you on the special radio program tomorrow, Glenn is actually out tomorrow, and you get a little, uh, a little dose of Pat and Stew on radio. If you haven't seen that in a while, uh, it's always a lot of fun, and we'll be doing that tomorrow morning. Uh, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on Blaze TV.